Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 693. Today we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Cavalino Classic, a spectacular event that takes place in West Palm Beach, Florida this weekend, featuring Ferrari, where there's vintage racing, Concours events at the Breakers and Mar-a-Lago, and Inner City is the official transport company of the Cavalino Classic. You can learn more at Cavalino.com. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest out at the racetrack with Paul Jones. Hey, Paul, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up and ready for a really fun ride. (laughs) All right. Good to hear. Paul Jones is the managing director at the Palm Beach Driving Club located at the Palm Beach International Raceway in Jupiter, Florida. The two-mile road course has hosted numerous events over the years from professional racing to vintage events. Paul joined the Palm Beach Driving Club in December of 2016, so he's kind of new there. But his past ventures include sales and marketing and a recent startup with Fittipaldi Exotic Driving in Texas with Christian Fittipaldi. Paul worked at Richard Petty Driving Experience and Exotic Driving Experience at the Walt Disney World Resort. That sounds like fun. The Palm Beach Driving Club is a members-only club that offers weekly year-round track programs for enthusiasts. And this week... We're hosting the Cavalino Classic there, where there's going to be all sorts of very cool vintage Ferraris running around that track. Sounds like a lot of fun. If you want to learn more, go to Cavalino.com. So, Paul, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career, this new place you're working at there, which sounds like fun, and your passion for automobiles? Yes. In 1952, my grandfather was the general race chairman of the first Sebring race in 1952. Wow. Uh, our family has been around racing ever since. Yeah. My uncle and cousins are all pretty passionate about uh, racing, especially the 12 hours of Sebring. My dad was a big English sports car enthusiast. He had Triumphs and XKE, an MGTD. And then when I was uh, in high school saving up to buy a car, he steered me away from a bunch of other brands and said, Paul, you need to buy an Alfa Romeo Spider. Oh, what a cool dad. <laughs> yeah. I was... Uh, now looking back on that, I was like, "Wow, that is, that is pretty pretty strange for a parent to ask." Normally, they want a big, safe car, but yeah, I I had a 1979 Alfa Romeo Spider in high school. Wow! Then uh, sold it in college, and then uh, got married, and immediately went out and bought another Alfa Romeo Spider Veloce. So, well, you married the right woman then. Yeah, as soon as I <laughs> took her to see the car, she said, "Put a deposit on it." And that uh. was it. I've had it ever since. The lucky guy. Well, it sounds like you have motor oil in your veins. I would assume as you were a little kid, you probably spent a lot of time at the racetrack then or at car events with your dad. Did you get to do all that? Yep. Got to do all that. Spent my 21st birthday at Sebring, which wow. was great. He bought the, bought the sweet passes and yeah. uh, it was was wonderful. Also, you know, I got to work at the Richard Petty driving experience, the exotic driving experience, as you said. But, yeah. you know, growing up, it was Reed and Road and Track and I had all the the pictures of Ferraris and Lamborghinis on my wall. (laughs) Sounds like the rest of us. As we continue on your automotive journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life success story. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, and since we're at the racetrack today, Paul, take the wheel. 
You know, it, it's not one that I it, – it's something I grew to like over the years, but it was keep digging. You know, it, it's uh, just a, kind of a simple term. It's a NASCAR term. I learned it at Richard Petty Driving Experience. I'd never heard of it before in my life. Mm-hmm. And if something's not going well, you just put your nose to the grind. You keep digging and you, you make it better. And so no matter what circumstances are being thrown at you or what situation you're in, you work hard. You can push through and be successful. And that's kind of how um, – I wouldn't say that was my motto – you know, before I went to Richard Petty driving experience, but you know, it's a great work ethic. I never use that term is what I should say at Richard Petty driving or before Richard Petty driving experience. But you know, now I've kind of fallen in love with the term and if I'm not successful, I'll just keep digging and and work through it and become successful. Well, for a guy that's been around a lot of racetracks, what better to get an inspirational quote from a guy who's literally been around a lot of racetracks, Richard Petty. Keep digging. I like that. You know, it's a great quote. It's a great concept. As long as you remember that if you're digging a hole and it's the wrong hole, get out and go dig another another hole, as somebody once told me. But uh, yeah, keep digging. Dig deep. Do what you want to do. Well, you kind of already alluded to this next question and answer, but let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back, when you realize, you know what, just like my grandfather and my dad, I'm a car guy? Well, I, I was born in Italy. My dad was in the Navy, and I just have this affinity for everything Italian. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it struck me, but growing up with the MGTD my dad had, then the Jaguar XKE, then he had a he also had a Triumph in there, and uh, he had all these different sports cars. The Zuzu Impulse, you know, it was it was a pretty neat car back in the day uh-huh. uh, with the Lotus handling, and it's I've always just liked two door uh, sports cars, and uh, growing up through the years. That's, that's what my my dad had. And then when I got the Alfa Romeo Spider, that was it. I was hooked. I was done. <laughs> yeah. All I, I just eat, breathe, you know, Italian cars and Alfa Romeos. Yeah, very cool. They have those uh, Italian roots. So that's pretty neat. Well, Paul, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and get our hands a little dirty here and ask you to share with our listeners and with me a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of these stories has to do with what did it teach you and how did you come out of that situation better? So take us to that painful time, kind of walk us through what happened and then share with us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. I had a job that I worked at for nine years. The uh, The position was eliminated and um, uh, I was looking for another job and uh, Richard Petty came and, and uh, I didn't ever applied for it. Uh, they called me and asked me to interview and I got this job and I wasn't, you know, a huge NASCAR fan or really um, uh, into NASCAR at that point. Mm-hmm. But then I got to do the driving experience and I really kind of understood how much fun it is to drive these cars um, on an oval or at Walt Disney World Speedway. I got to do it at Daytona, Las Vegas, and a few other tracks. And, you know, it was going 150 miles an hour in a race car. You just learn how fun it is, especially <laughs> driving Daytona. You know, Walt Disney World Speedway was a short track and a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So from there, it turned into the exotic driving experience where I was driving exactly what I wanted to drive. Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Porsches, Aston Martins. Nissan GTRs. I mean, it was just great. And that's really when, you know, you have this this uh, pivotal point in your life where you think, okay, you know, I, I want to go back into what I was doing before. And no, it, losing my job took me into a, to- a career that I absolutely love. Well, let me, let me back you up a little bit here because 
you, you know, most people when they lose a job, it's like, oh, it's a pretty traumatic experience. And it, let me take you back to that time when you were going through that initial period where you're like, oh my gosh, they eliminated my position. That happens to a lot of people. It isn't anything you do. The company just changes or new management comes in or something. And all of a sudden you find yourself adrift a little bit. Now in your case, somebody called you, which is, which is pretty phenomenal. Most people are calling a lot of other people. But during that difficult time, what were you going through and how did you, first of all, how did you even get a call from, how do they know you existed so that you had this wonderful opportunity? Because a lot of people go through job loss and, and they're kind of they need some uh, some words of wisdom of how to get through that kind of time in their life. Well, I got laid off in November, and I knew it was coming. Uh, but I also had a two-week trip or a 10-day trip to Cabo San Lucas scheduled for February. So I, I really – and this was at the height of the recession. So right when everybody got laid off, the, yeah. the company I worked at, they laid off a third of the people. So it was um, – there were no jobs. There were no jobs, and then getting through to unemployment was horrible. Yeah. But, you know, I'd worked hard. I'd built a reputation, and I had a lot of contacts in the industry. So I did not use them to my advantage until after I got back to Cabo and after my wife was like, you have got to get a job. <laughs> yeah, get to work, buddy. Vacation's over. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, I went through my, my Rolodex, emailed out everybody, hey, this has happened to me. And, um, uh, one of my contacts, uh, she called me and she said, you know, we have a job opening. I'm going to have them hire you tomorrow. And that's exactly what she did. Oh my gosh. So I guess the takeaway there is after you go to Cabo and you come back and you get to work, sometimes you need a little nudge from the wife or somebody else there. Reach out to people, right? Is that, that's the takeaway I hear you telling me is reach out to people, let them know your situation, ask for help and tell them you're available and you never know what might happen. Yep. People that you you deal with and have been good to and have worked well with in the past, they mm -hmm. want to help you yeah. when you're in trouble like this. So, you know, your your contacts, making sure that everybody knows your situation typically, you know, will end up where with a position or, you know, at least a lead on a position that might happen. Right. And also a recommendation. I'd worked with this person in the past for years. She left the company that she was at, went to Richard Petty Driving Experience. We still kept in contact and um, as soon as she found out I lost a job, that was it. It's great. I know during that time, I've had a lot of guests on the show that had a really tough time during that time. I had many people who lost their jobs that I knew. Some of them had been in jobs for a long time. And, and you're right. I did the same thing. I just sat and spent a lot of time thinking, how can I help this person? Who do I know? Who can I put them in touch with? And I'm proud to say I had a about six or seven people that called me, at least four, led to within a month or two jobs through people that I knew. So you're right. There's folks out there that want to help, so reach out. Ask for the help. Don't be too proud. Just communicate. That's the key. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had a, a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate a new path for you to head down, new direction. You went from entertainment industry to kind of entertainment industry, or were you in the travel industry before? I would say I was in the travel industry. It was tourism. I was working with meeting planners. Okay. And I was working with concierge. I was working with anybody who could sell an experience at the uh, Richard Petty Driving Experience and what later became the Exotic Driving Experience within a few years. Okay. Well, going going back to this aha moment, is there one time during these career shifts and pivots that you went, oh, man, this is the path I want to go down? Because you, you mentioned going to Richard Petty Experience going, oh, I really didn't have a lot of interest in this until all of a sudden you got in that car and you went, this is fun. <laughs> 
Well, no one ever has a bad time at these experiences. They get out with the biggest smiles on their faces, yeah. and it's very easy. Once you get them in the car, it's done, and they'll come back. So, I mean, it's, it's a great job. You, you don't have to deal with the customer service issues that you had to deal with in other places because no one has a bad time in a Ferrari. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And the same with a stock car. You get in a stock car, you go 150 miles an hour, 130 miles an hour, or depending on the track. Daytona, they were getting up to 170. Wow. You know, they get out just gobsmacked. I mean, they're yeah. just in love and the adrenaline. And they, my uncle said, Paul, this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. When we, when I let him, got him in the Ferrari 458 Italia, just mm-hmm. coolest thing I've ever done in my life. So then Disney in February, a couple of years back, they decided to close the track and it was a long uh, shutdown. So they, they announced they were going to shut it down to us in February, uh, at least to the the upper management team, and then uh, then they closed it on August 9th, so they wanted me there the entire time, you know, to wind it down. Mm-hmm. So what was I going to do? Well, I loved my job, you know. I got to yeah. I got to figure this out. So um, my boss at the Richard Petty Driving Experience and I concocted this idea to you know start the Fittipaldi Exotic Driving Experience out in Texas, and so we did. Nice, nice. Now tell me before we go to the next question here. Tell me a little bit about that business. You know, it was it was very similar to the uh, the exotic driving experience or exotic racing experience. You know, we had Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Nissan GTRs, and Porsches for people to to drive, mm-hmm. and we let them drive it on track at MSR Houston, Driveway Austin, and then also uh, Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So we had those three tracks, and we traveled around weekend to weekend and um, let people drive these amazing cars on the racetrack. And, you know, I got to drive them back and forth to sometimes to Houston or, you know, to Austin. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. Dallas or Austin or whatever it was. And it was great. A whole lot of fun. Uh, sounds like it. Yeah, making dreams come true for people. That's pretty easy to have uh, customer satisfaction at the end of the day. Well, how about your proudest business or career moment? I would assume you've had a few, but is there one that stands out for you? There are a few. Uh, we, Chip Foose, Jay Ward, came out to the Walt Disney World Speedway, and uh, we approached them to make some of our stock cars into the Cars cars mm-hmm. um, that were in the movie Cars. Oh, cool. So we got a Sage Vanderspin and uh, Axel. We got another, uh, another one. I forget exactly what it was called. Axel something. We put the eyes on it and everything. Yeah. So it was a total wrapped Pixar car, and it was two of the characters that were actually in the in the movie. And Chip Foose and Jay Ward kind of helped us out with it, and they they're the ones who greenlighted it. And then we you know worked with lawyers, and you know it took it took at least a year to get approvals and everything else uh, for us to get these wraps. And then we finally rolled it out, and it was an amazing success. And you know it was a it was incremental revenue for our company because we didn't at that point you had to be 14 years old to do the kids ride and all of a sudden it was six, you know, they weren't going quite as fast, but the kids just absolutely loved it. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a great moment. Um, and then also, uh, starting the Fittipaldi exotic driving experience after the Walt Disney world speedway closed. That was, that was a great to see something go from just an idea concept uh, all the way to, you know, a million dollar business. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. I think you might have already answered this question, but let's go back in time and tell me about your first really special car, the first car that you got that really had a lot of meaning to you, and maybe share a memory you have of that vehicle. Oh, well, it was an Alfa Romeo Spider Veloce from 1979. My dad uh, helped me kind of fix it. We took off the Spica fuel injection and put on two two barrel Weber carburetors, put a new top on it, and uh, 
that's what I went to school in. It was just great. It was, you know, it had the old wood steering wheel. Yeah. It was fairly reliable. Every, you know, the gas gauge didn't work. And at 17, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I ran out of gas twice. It was a ball. When you're driving that car, it appears you're going a lot faster than you really are. So right. yeah. you're always thrilling the passenger. If you're going 60, it feels like you're going 100. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just the engine noise, you know, same with my current Alfa Romeo Spider Veloce. It's just the engine noise, the revs. The car has soul, and it's just a lot of fun to drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, those things are awesome. What a lucky kid you were. Well, how about a vehicle that you let go, the old seller's remorse tear in the eyes, or a car that you've owned, that you've sold, that you really wish you had back? You know, no. My dad cried, though, when he sold his XKE, and if you bring <laughs> yeah. it up to him now, he's still very bitter. Uh, yeah, I'll bet. What what year was that? Was it a, a Series 1 XKE, or what year was the car? No, it was a 72, so I think okay. it wasn't a Series 3. Yes, a 72 is a Series 3. I do remember that when I was in uh, high school, I had a detailing business, and I had a client that had an XKE, and it was a 72, and it was a V12 and I remember riding my bike down and picking that car up, driving it back home. And, oh, I just thought I was a king. The thing was so beautiful. It's, I hated cleaning those wire wheels, though. He would always talk about it had British Racing Green with 16 coats of hand rub lacquer in it. So he was just <laughs> yeah. it was just an amazing car. He sold it for nothing. And, you know, he kicks himself all the time about that. Uh, yeah, well, I don't blame him. Yeah, this is one of my one of my favorite cars, one of those bucket list collector cars for sure. Well, I would love to talk about today and what you're doing and what has you really excited and fired up. And I know that the Palm Beach Driving Club, what I know of it is a private club that people can join so they can spend time on the track. So I'd love for you to share some of that. And coming up this weekend is, of course, the 25th anniversary of the Cavalino Classic. And this is an event that I've been to many times. There's going to be a whole bunch of very cool Ferraris out on the track there at your raceway uh, going around the track. It's going to be eye candy and ear candy for everybody. But tell us what has you really excited and fired up with this new position you have with the club? Well, it's a really neat position. So what I'm, I'm the managing director and uh, I'm in charge of the, the membership. So I try to get new members and then keep the existing members happy. Mm-hmm. We meet every Wednesday night right around five and the track goes hot at 530 under the lights and then it runs till 10 p.m. We do have a dinner where we the track does go cold between seven and 730. So all our members get together and they can talk and see what's going on with their friends mm-hmm. and we're really trying to build a community and it's a gourmet dinner and then they go back out and get on track nice and we have novice intermediate and advanced levels mm-hmm. and you really see everything under the sun here so we have we had lmp3 race cars going around the track that were testing for daytona this oh past wow Wednesday. also the the lamborghini super trofeo cars were going around i mean just everything under the sun ferrari 488s horse GT3 RSs, mm-hmm. and, and not just one, there's like three. You know, the brand <laughs> nice. new BMW GTS M4 was out. Wow. Uh, all the, the neat collector cars are typically here. What's great about our members is, or are, they, they're not afraid to drive them on track. So they have, we've got one of our members, he's got a Porsche 918 with 22,000 miles on it. Oh my goodness, nice. So, and, and he tracks it. That's the great thing. Our members, you know, like what the car can do and want to feel it. Right. And want to enjoy it. We also meet typically one weekend day a month, so one Friday or Saturday. Um, so you're getting about 62, over 60, 60 dates of track time. Wow. Uh, with us. Plus we feed you. And, you know, for Cavalino, we have a, our VIP Palm Beach Driving Club trailer that's right on pit lane mm-hmm. um, that our members will be able to utilize. So, you know, it's for members only. 
then uh, we just took a lot of members to the Race of Champions this past weekend. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to doing hospitality for them in Sebring, the 12-hour Sebring. And um, I'm trying now to set up a trip for the 24 hours of Le Mans. Oh, wow. Cool. Well, it's a wonderful track. I really enjoyed it when I drove on it. I think uh, this this first t- this will be the first time you're at the Cavallino event, and you're actually there, part of it. So I think you're in for a very special treat this week. The cars that show up are just absolutely spectacular. So nothing better than getting a lot of private track time at a club with your friends and buddies and safe environment and just getting out there and driving the cars the way they should be driven. So it sounds like a dream job to me. Well, Paul, if you were a car, what kind of car would Paul be? And why? You know, I, I would I would imagine hopefully an Alfa Romeo 4C. It's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not perfect, but it's a whole lot of fun, uh-huh. and uh, people people like it. So <laughs> I like that answer. You're uh, definitely not quite perfect, like none of us are, but you're a whole lot of fun, and people like you. So uh, I think that's a good answer. Well, Paul, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah, sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Driving never meant more as the all-new driving adventure awaits you with a not-for-profit drive toward a cure. Combines two spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles, California. All to support finding a cure for Parkinson's disease. In a showcase of ribbon roads in California of chrome and elegance, coming up this April 28th. Enjoy some of the nicest cars, people, drives, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while driving towards a cure for Parkinson's. To register or donate, click on drivetowardacure.com. Or check out Cars Yeah! guest Deb Pollock's show notes page where there's links to drive toward a cure. Donate today, or better yet, go for the drive. Okay, Paul, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, Buy what you like. (laughs) Yes. Because if you get stuck with it, at least you're stuck with something you love. That's for sure. Yeah. And my motto is buy a car with soul. There's just so many soulless cars out there. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I look at some of the cars in parking lots and things and I just go, man, how boring is that? (laughs) Getting something that's fun, for goodness sake. We spend so much time in our cars. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? 
oh, just just work hard, put in the hours, and good things will come. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy, other than, of course, your website? I look at the Road and Track app probably almost every day. Oh, there you go. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's an awesome, that's for sure. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or field, living or deceased, who would that be? Oh, Carroll Shelby. I got his autograph at Sebring one time. I, I just think he's an institution. He's really the father of sports car racing in, in uh, the United States, I think. Yeah, you know, I just started asking that question to my listeners here, and I'm, you know, close to 700 guests here now on Cars, yeah, and his name's come up three times now in just the first two weeks of the year. So that's the guy for sure. Wouldn't that be fun? I got him to sign a, a ticket at Sebring, and, um, I, you know, it's framed framed in my office right now. Yeah, I had a uh, GT350 Shelby clone, and I took the uh, glove box to Laguna Seca the year that he was the featured guy. This was probably 15, 16 years ago and had him sign it. I sold the car, but the glove box sits proudly on my wall in my garage as a memory <laughs> of that thing. So, uh, yeah, crazy. the new owner got the car without a glove box. So, sorry, dude. I told him he wasn't going to get it, so. And now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think the Cars Yow listeners should crack open and read? Oh, Go Like Hell, Ford Ferrari and the Battle for Le Mans. That's my absolute favorite book. I finished it in one day. I couldn't I couldn't put it down. And I wanted to kind of savor it over a week. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a great book. It's been recommended by many guests here. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources Paul's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at the Cars yeah website, carsyeah.com slash Paul Jones. There's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest recommended books where this book, Go Like Hell by A.J. Baum, is listed along with all the other past 692 guest books. It's a great reference with a lot of cool books listed there. Quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Paul. You know what that means? We're almost done. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, something fun you can drive on the track or the street or whatever, but money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever car you would like. What would it be? Uh, the first off, it, it would have to be the Ferrari California Spider. I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest movies of all time, and it's just such an iconic car. Uh, uh, yeah, you picked a special one there, and you picked an expensive one. Thank you very much, dude. Uh, this is going to break the bank for me, but that's okay. What, what color would you like your uh, Spider to be? It would have to be red. The red, I mean, the yeah. heritage Ferrari red. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off immortalized that car, as if it wasn't already immortalized already. Oh, goodness, what a special car. And we're just coming off a week of the Arizona auctions down there in Scottsdale. Uh, I think there was a couple of those sold down there. So uh, I'll have to call the the uh, new buyers of those and see if I can pry them out of your hands and drive that all the way across the country. You don't mind if I drive it from Gig Harbor to Florida for you, would you? Oh, please do. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll stop at a few tracks along the way as well. Oh, what a nice car. Well, Paul, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance for you rip off down the Beeline Highway and that California Spider? Uh, yes, please take a look at the uh, Palm Beach Driving Club. If you're in the Palm Beach Driving Club area and you'd like to meet once once a week and drive your car on track, we'd love to have you out. Yeah, I think so. That sounds like a lot of fun. You guys are about 3,800 miles away from my house, so that's going to be a problem for me. But next time I get down there, I'm going to call you up and see if we can't uh, at least take my rental car out on the track and have a little bit of fun. Just don't tell Avis that we're doing that, okay? And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Go on our website at racepbir.com. 
and uh, learn about the track and then also also about the club. There's also drag racing here. We have karting here, all kinds of stuff for automotive enthusiasts. Sounds like fun. Well, again, listeners, you can find everything on Paul's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Paul in the search bar and that page will pop up. And my goodness, if you're in Florida this week, this weekend, check out the 25th anniversary of the Cavallino Classic. Get out to the racetrack there. Watch these fantastic cars go around the track. It is so much fun. And of course, the Cavallino, there's all sorts of things. There's a vintage racing. There's the jet party, the yacht hop. There's two Concours events at the Breakers and Mar-a-Lago. You can learn more at Cavallino.com. Paul, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive experiences with me and the Cars Out listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you, Mark. This was great. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.